Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Good morning. Hope everyone had a uh, had a nice evening last night. We have a lot to discuss today. We uh, have some earnings here. We're going to talk about Lululemon, Five Below, BioNTech, but we're going to talk about restoration hardware probably a lot um, because that call. I don't. I I wasn't on the earnings call, but I. I've skimmed the transcript and I've seen some things and uh, it sounded pretty wild. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring on Tracy Reiniak from Zach's at around 8.15. She was on the call. She's going to tell us about what that was like and, and, and what we can take away from it. We will also have Tim Quast on the show today. Yeah, it's time for Market Structure Wednesdays. We didn't have Tim on on Monday, but we got him back today. Um, so that's pretty much the, the, the gist of the show uh, we have Chewy earnings as well. What else was on my list here? Um, Micron, I, I didn't mention. So we got a lot to discuss. So uh, let's get to it. Smash that like button. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, fellas. Let's bring on the charts. Let's run through this, and then we'll get to the good stuff. All right. Good morning. Good morning on this uh, Wednesday hump day. Uh, we're in the red here by 12 and a quarter handles. Uh, found resistance just above that closing price at 25 and a half and a little, a little sell-off. Uh, coming back mid-range on the session, that uh, pre-market low 0475 means Absolutely nothing to me. Uh, crude up to 11 at 106.35. Short-lived decline yesterday. Uh, gold up 940, 1927.40. Silver struggling with 25, up 30 cents at 25.04. Bitcoin, it's resting here at, uh, ooh, boy, not responding. Uh, Bitcoin resting here in the 47,000 handle, down 460 at 47,470. And Ethereum's going the same way today, down 30 bucks at uh, 3,423. Uh, Triple D, um, you got to help me with uh, just an ed- educational segment here. Uh, so when you get good news that the war is de escalating, right? Yes. And the market goes up a lot. Okay. Yeah. Then you get news. I mean, you got news immediately from the Pentagon that they didn't believe it. Then you get news overnight that there's skepticism 
and the market hardly goes down. What, what am I missing here? Oh, it's the new market. We only process positive headlines now. So okay. the algos were normally programmed escalation sell, de-escalation buy. Now they've canceled the sells. So now we don't worry about escalation. We only worry about de-escalation. It's a rigged market once again going straight back up here, Joel. I don't know how. I don't know. It is what it is. The market will not stop going up. Like I said, I've gotten off the bear train because the bear train was painful. And when you're in a painful train and you're in a painful trade, you get the hell out. So I don't know what turns it around. Yeah, you would think logic would say, well, this was probably BS yesterday and we rallied 50 handles on it. Maybe we should give a little bit, better, bit of it back. Well, we're down 12 handles. So I don't in your know. I pain, guess, I guess just, that's a pullback. And all the uh, money yeah, managers yeah, looking this morning saying, down 12 handles. What can I buy? What can I buy? Well, kick it in just, large. What just to buy? clarify, your 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 pain your your pain is just because you're not as fully invested in the market as you'd like. It's not it's not affecting your short term trading or your you well, know I was, maybe the I was trade. I was playing the short side of the market, but I told you in the last week, and we know if you've been listening for a week now, I've been like it's not working. What do you do when trade's not working? You got to go the other way. And that's where we are right now. So, yeah, I'm still invested, but I'm down to 38% cash in the long-term portfolio. I put a bunch – in the last three days, I bought six or seven stocks, all high-growth stuff, because we had the consolidation. We talked about this. You know, we we, we, we looked at, you know, a number of stocks that have been consolidating for a while. Uh, one that I put back in the long-term portfolio that I've wanted to put in there for a while. I sold it up at 20 and I sold the rest of it like 18 was Fisker. I rebought it yesterday because look at all the look at all the support I could lean on, Joel. FSR. Look at all these lows. Yeah, one, two, I looked three, at that the other day. Four, five, six, seven, eight lows all in the same area. It was just setting up like I don't know. I'm nice. not a chartist, but look like a cup and handle. And also <laughs> I have a huge support level of 12. So I'm like, I'll take a shot. So, and, and there was a lot of charts that look like this. We talked about ARKK, same looking chart. Well, yesterday it does resolve itself from the downside. We talked about this yesterday on the show. The stock was hard, or the ETF was hardly up. All the components were hardly up, but we had consolidation in an area for four or five days. So now we have an area to lean on again. So it wasn't chasing at this point in time because we had the move and the consolidation period. And now we're trying to resolve ourselves to the upside again. Can all this trades come off quickly? They can, but right now it's telling me that the pain trade is still higher for the majority of market participants, at least from a trading perspective. Okay. All right. That's a good rundown of things. Spencer, how you doing over there? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing fantastic. I'm just trying to keep my head on a swivel because I'm... I... Have you been buying anything? No. No. We've talked... You're not buying nothing? You're just sitting oh. back with what you got. I mean, I'm... I'm... Aren't you always buying a little bit? You uh, should well, be. I don't count. Okay, so maybe I should rephrase. I don't count my like long term dollar cost averaging as as like I, I don't think of that as buying. Do you have that going on your like account, like where it's, it just buys every two weeks? It, it's all it's automated, so I don't even uh, think I, I don't even think do about it. it. I don't even think about yeah. it. It's, it's what it's, you it's, youngsters should do. It's yeah, you know what? It, it's a good way to do it. it. It's a good way to do your long term investing, where you just slowly dollar cost averages. Markets down, you're buying a little bit more because stocks are cheaper. Markets but outside higher. outside of that, though, I do have like the separate fidelity account, and th- that's the one I'm more active in, and that one I haven't done any buying, and that's the one where I do have like 
well, I don't know, 10, 12 percent cash at this point, somewhere yeah. around thereabouts. And uh, I a have a bit of dry powder. I and it, I would love to put it to work, and I would have loved to buy some stuff two weeks ago in hindsight. But that's them. them. I wish I went from fifty percent cash to yeah on margin two weeks ago. <laughs> but that's hindsight. Yeah, so it would have been good. Them but I mean, it, you got to adjust your trading. You've got to adjust, and obviously, from a long-term investing perspective, you know, I say I don't make market calls from a long-term investing perspective. You do. Yeah, it's all it is. I mean, from a long-term investing, you know, from the trading perspective, I'm just trading what's in front of me. And right now, you know, we knew when the meme stocks started taking off and a lot of the other ones have followed now. I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond, two days blasting off. But even these smaller names, you know, just from that list, a lot of those are all starting to look like they want to go again here. So it, it's a full-on FOMO party again, which means, you know, that there could be, you know, there, is there a rug pull here? For sure there's a rug pull somewhere. But trying to time the rug pull has been very dangerous. I mean, you know, look at Apple, Joel. Oh. I mean, this is nothing short of absolutely incredible. It's up for 11 straight days, including a day that had bad news when we started the day down. Yeah, three remember bucks. that? Yeah, and opens and it closes green that day, too. We're now 11 days in a row. We got to find Ryan Dietrich. Is this like a record or something for Apple? No, I bet you. No, it could be. Has there been more? That's a lot uh, of days. Or it, it, 150 to 180. You're talking about a 20% move for the biggest market cap stock. Is it the biggest? Apple's still the biggest. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the and, largest oh, yeah. company in the world just went up 20% in three days or in, in, in two weeks, in 11 days. That's un- unbelievable. It is. It is. And it got all of the losses back. It completely V bottomed. Like it doesn't even look like that line belongs on a chart. It doesn't look like it's accurate. It looks like it was like the dream scenario. For everybody who is buying the dip. And the dream scenario worked itself out. <laughs> I mean, you're coming into major freaking resistance now. We'll call it that. Major freaking resistance. 181, 182, 183. You're right near all-time highs here. So I don't know. If I had it on for I have it on for a long-term investment, I'm not selling anymore. I sold a little piece, which was a mistake. Um, if you have this on for a trade, I don't know when you, <laughs> yeah. you don't to register now. I don't know when you do. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that channel. If I could get this on the upside it looks here, this sustainable to me. But it is. Wow. Uh, two thousand most impressive. Most impressive. Two thousand three was the last time they had a streak this long. How um, do you well, find that stat that fast? Uh, two people just dropped in. Tracy, our next Wait. guest, and, and and then Tracy uh, is informed. And, and also, uh, wait, I want to give give some love to. Wait, whoever's comment I just brought up on the screen. That, that was the one that uh, had it. Um. Uh, and then the one trillion dollar, uh, not one trillion dollars. I'm sorry. What am I saying? One trillion dollars. Uh, it's gonna end today. I'm not making any predictions. Joel, it's <laughs> over. Today is the day the Apple the, the, Street ends. The, 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 well, the I haven't said that. I haven't said that. The the three trillion dollar market cap um, stock price, I think, is like one eighty one. Oh, it did hit three trillion. Oh, it did that. It? That was the top. I forgot about that. Right here. Yeah. 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 The three trillion so, right rug pull. So we one, did. So we're, we're, like the three, we're like three-ish bucks away from that now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a strategy, the three trillion rug pull. Next stock that goes to three trillion, I'm I'm selling it. That's the day Dennis, Apple is <laughs> 7% of the S&P 500. 7. I don't. And then it. Microsoft is six percent. Thirteen percent, two stocks. Yeah, 
That's diversification. <laughs> I, well, this is my portfolio you're talking because I'm huge position Microsoft, huge position Apple, and huge position of Spy. So I guess I've kind of heavily weighted those two stocks. You're not a stock picker. You're a, you're a closet uh, uh, index. Pr- pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, well, listen pretty to much. this, and then uh, number three, because I I'm I'm old fashioned. I I can bind to Google's. There's only one Google to me. Yeah, uh, me too. That's uh, four point two three. And so I own that one too. <laughs> Holy mackerel! You're talking like I I basically just all them. We're taking bang. a little bit here. Look We're going in below. reverse. Cancel all orders. Cancel all yep. orders. Cancel buys. There um, we go. Wait, uh, Psychotropic Thunder asked about Tesla. Tesla is only 2%, so it's not, it's not bad. What do I have for Tesla? Brian, awesome. Brian asked about Tesla. 2.36. Yeah. Uh, that would be number – that's behind Amazon. Yeah. You got Google, Amazon, Tesla, and then Tesla. Uh, good old NVIDIA Corp. Look at the correlation it. between Apple and Tesla. Look at the last three months. I mean, this high S&P correlations here – um, I'm getting we get some news by the rug pull. I know, Angel. I, <laughs> I'm, totally, I'm totally just distracted now. Now I was distracted, and so give me a second here. I'm trying to get ready for some promotions to do. Uh, what the heck just happened? Uh, well, I just uh, bought a whole bunch of stock. Move. That's what just happened. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of stock now. All right. I don't actually. No, I don't see anything. But, 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 but. Oh wait, no, no, guys. <laughs> We said this is going to happen yesterday. What? What is it? <laughs> that, Zelensky just said that Russia is sending sending new forces in. Uh, oh. Well, they already we already knew this, but wow. Uh, well, are they sending new forces because the other ones got depleted so bad? I don't know. I mean, I'm no war interpreter, but no. uh, anyways, you heard anyway. you heard that you heard the news here first. Well, no, you heard the price action first, and. Then you saw the the news. That's the way it works, right? <laughs> anyway, all right. All right. Let, let, let's talk some earnings here. Um, and I want to bring on uh, Tracy Reiniak from uh, Zach's uh, Investment Research because uh, I was just procrastinating last night. I was on Twitter, um, and I I saw Tracy tweeting a lot about the Restoration Hardware earnings call, and I was reading her tweets, and I was like, "Holy cow! This sounds like..." This sounds like a really strange call. What is going on here? And I couldn't listen at the time. So uh, I figured I would ask Tracy to come on the show today and, and tell us about it. So here she is now, Tracy Ryaniak, senior uh, stock strategist at um, Zach's Investment Research. Uh, and Tracy, good morning. Good morning. Um, before I before we start with yesterday's call, I think it would be helpful if you gave us some context because I got the sense from your tweets that – You've listened to a lot of RH calls over the years. Is that is that true? That is correct. Okay, so, yeah, so we, we haven't. So yeah. are, are they normally like yes like that yesterday? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but they're normally on the bullish side. So Gary okay. Friedman, the CEO of RH, is usually very rah-rah-ish on the call. And he gives these like grand uh descriptions of what the company is doing he's like compared the company to apple in the past on conference calls things like that like and so if you're new and you just tune in you're like what's happening this guy's kind of crazy and and they go for two hours so i I, I noticed that i noticed that you were tweeting for a long time i was like how 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 many how long is this thing gonna go for anyway um explain to us what was said because if i pull up the transcript here 
and I do control F search word search for the word scare. He said yeah. he said I'm not trying to scare people like five times. Yes, yes, he said it. It was that many times. I lost track of how many times he said that, but that was one of the phrases that stood out to me. Um, yeah, like, uh, but he did try to counter it by saying that this is the most excited he's been about the business in his 22 years of running it. And that, but this is also the most uncertain he's been. And he, he tends to throw in some little tidbits that kind of give you a little more like uh, insight into where they're coming from. So he talked about them signing a new container shipping contract, which apparently they, I guess they probably sign like every March. So maybe this just happened and this is weighing on his mind too. So when COVID hit in 2020, they were signing the new transit contract then. And he said they were paying $2,400 and it jumped up to $4,800. And everyone was like shocked back in 2020 when those yep. the shipping costs started rising. And now he said that is like child's play basically on what they had to pay this time. But he wouldn't tell us what it was, but it's so much more. So then he starts going off on these like kind of, uh, discussion about inflation and that they can't be the only ones who are seeing this. Everybody in on the retail side is shipping things in like they're all paying these transit costs. So, yeah. So eventually and then he gets on to the, the thing that you, you normally see in like a Fed meeting or something where he starts talking about something has to give. They, they're raising prices, but you can only raise so much probably. And then, so somewhere margins are going to decline, earnings are going to decline, something is going to happen. You can't just keep going like this. But they did have one of the analysts did ask whether or not the slowdown that he said started happening when the Ukraine war started, whether or not some of that could have been their more recent price increases pushing through. And then Gary never really answered it. He basically was like, I don't know. You tell me. So maybe it's a combination of these things is starting to hit even the wealthy uh, shoppers, yeah. basically. So so maybe I should back up and give the numbers here. Uh, first, they report a three-for-one stock split. We know that's super bullish. Uh, uh, adjusted EPS uh, came in a little bit above estimates, $5.66 versus a $5.58 estimate sales. Smidged on the light side, 903 versus yeah. $931 million. Um, the guidance, though, he said it was uh, the toughest guide in terms of, I guess, visibility since the Great Recession. Yeah. Um, I guess my question to you is, do we believe when he, when the CEO of uh, Restoration Hardware is sounding the alarm, or do we think – He's just trying to lower the bar so nine months from now he can say, look how amazing we are. Um, Gary's usually errs on the side of being like too bullish and okay. saying that they are doing fantastic. And so uh, it is a little more concerning when he is warning. He has uh, they, they are very stock market sensitive. Their sales. People don't really believe that or think that they are, but they are. So I already knew going into this call that it could be a little shaky because of what the stock market's been doing, uh, you know, over the last number of weeks. Now we've gotten the rebound, but I'm not sure they're seeing that in, in their demand numbers quite yet, but they should. 
But this also happened in December 2018. People don't remember that conference call. So they pre-reported fantastic numbers because back then Gary liked to pre-report it and be like, look how great we are. Woo. And then go on the conference call. They've stopped doing that now, but that's what they used to do. So they pre-reported, gave this great guidance. Things are fantastic in early December. The stock market plunged down in December 2018. S&P was down like 8% during that that month. It was like the worst December in like decades or whatever. And he came on like the next week and basically was like, we're cutting guidance that he just gave the week before. And people are like, they don't know what they're doing. But that's how sensitive they are to the stock market, their customers. Their customers really do look at their stock portfolios and decide whether or not they're going to like, you know, furnish the the second home or redo it or whatever. They just kind of take a pause, which Gary did also indicate on the conference call that a lot of these pressures are temporary. But I think that they're also having a lot more trouble with the sourcing that they're getting. They okay. do have most of their manufacturing in China. When COVID hit, Gary did not want to move it out of China because they've been sourcing there for a couple of decades. They have trusted you know, manufacturers. They have some sourcing also in Vietnam now, but a lot is out of China. And he didn't really say how much difficulty they're having right now with those COVID outbreaks over there, but they did say, uh, you know, uh, delivery times have been extended five weeks up to 12 weeks, he said, and they're launching a new product line this year. They keep pushing it back, but RH Contemporary is launching and they are shrinking the source book. They were going to do a 400 to 450 page source book, which is their catalog. The catalogs do work to boost the sales and they're shrinking it, he said, to around 300 pages. So I think that's just because they cannot guarantee that they're going to be able to source all of those uh, items when they do the launch. And you'd rather launch with less and at least be able to get it to the customers because Again, this goes back when they launched RH Modern, they had some issues on execution then, even though no COVID or pandemic, obviously, that was like 2016. And um, it really hurt their sales when they couldn't deliver the new products that everyone was excited about. So, but yeah, they keep pushing yeah. off a lot of their initiatives. So there's just all this stuff happening. And he did keep saying he doesn't believe it's just him. That it's not couple questions for you, Tracy. Okay. Uh, what's your what's your rating on the stock? Do you have a um, rating on it or not? Um, I don't know what the rank is. I think it was probably like a three hold right here, but that'll okay. change when the earnings estimates change because our rank is dependent on earnings. Okay. So, I think it's, okay. You know, do you think this thing's ever going back to seven hundred? I mean, yeah. do you think this thing um, Yeah. As far as the chart. I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised it's got this pullback. The shares are actually pretty cheap here on a PE okay. basis. Okay. You know, okay. They're trading at like 13 times. Even if the yeah. estimates are cut a bit here for this year, they're still, you know, trading under 15 times. But all the furniture manufacturers are okay. cheap here. And nobody likes any of them, really. But our house, one of their kind of competitors, just reported this morning. I haven't had yep. a chance to listen to that call yet. But they had a, a really good quarter. Williams and Sonoma had a good quarter. They reported last week. They weren't as gloomy as what RH is, but RH is more dependent on the true luxury buyer than like a 
uh, West Elm is. So that could be the difference. And where they source. Uh, Williams and Sonoma mostly sources from Vietnam, which has reopened the factories. So they're not as uh, COVID hit right now. But RH is a lot more in China. Before we let you go, too, I just wanted to get just your overall market thoughts here. We have obviously have a macro environment, geopolitical environment that should not be investor friendly, but they certainly have had one heck of a rally here back over yeah. 4,600 in the S&Ps, back over half of the move. Uh, a lot of people, you know, including Daz myself, are a little bit skeptical of this rally with Dave. Just, and I'm not looking for any specific stock calls or just like, what's your gut? Like, what's your gut telling you here after we go from 4100 to 4630 in a little over two weeks when really inflation is still not close to being reined in. You have the geopolitical circumstances here. What's, what's your gut telling you about this market? Um, I didn't think that the bottom we apparently had a couple of weeks ago was the bottom. So I do think we're going to test that again, but it may be a little while here before that happens. I do think the earnings are going to be quite good from the fangs and the fang men, the, the bigger caps. They're going to kill it again. Um, but the Fed, even just based on listening to RH's call, the Fed is going to have to move faster, I believe. So ultimately, that is going to catch up with the stock market a bit. And uh, some of these, like the meme stocks you guys were just talking about, it's kind of shocking that they're back again (laughs) doing their thing. And so that means there's little fear. The VIX has fallen. So nobody's scared right now. I think we, we need another scary moment for the stock market this year all right well maybe we're getting one right now mark and like <laughs> maybe mark and i like in the headline that uh, uh apparently you know that that, that pullback of russian troops is, yeah. is, is isn't 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 happening like like that uh, right <laughs> tracy roniak senior equity strategist at zach's investment research tracy a pleasure as always thanks a lot yeah thanks, thanks tracy okay all right all right, uh, let's go to more stocks here, guys. Uh, yeah. That was but one of the earnings reports overnight. Well, I just want to just I, I want to yeah. jump in, but I never had a chance there. But um, just on our I, I mean, we talked eyes. about this yesterday. We talked about this on the show yesterday. The high end is going to suffer the worst, I think. And RH is ridiculously high end. Like me yeah. and Joel go in that store. There's nothing to buy for under like five hundred dollars. I mean, you know, the couch is ten grand. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, this is the kind of stuff that during, in a, if you were going into a tougher, a little bit tighter, you know, where money isn't just flying around everywhere, these are the first things you cut out. So, William Sonoma, RH, which is what we said yesterday on the show, are not the kind of stocks that I want to own in this environment. Yes, the stock split is, is, is probably helping the stock, but she's coming on saying this is a horrible guide. Um, you know, I didn't listen to the call, but it sounds like he was very, you know, cautious going forward, saying it's not just him. It's not just going to be him. And, you know, you can look at these PEs of these things and say, yeah, they're cheap, maybe looking past. But you can look at the home builders and say, you got to look at what's going forward and where we're going. There's going to be, especially if, you know, the home builders are suffering, that hurts RH and Williams Sonoma as well. So these are the kind of stocks that don't do that well in a tightening environment. I mean, if we go at all-time highs, everybody forgets about it all, and we all have money flying around. But I don't think we're heading there. I don't think we're heading, like, right back to 2020. And, you know, it's a different environment. We're a different animal here right now. So there's going to be separation. There's going to be some winners, some losers. 
I put the RH and the WSM in the loser camp. Not that it's their fault. They're just selling high-end stuff. Did, did they know they already had a two-for-one stock split? Yeah, they're doing another one. <laughs> no. It went from 700. I, I know I got it. What I would say for this one, I'm going to throw out the high. I'm going to throw out the low from the pre-market trading. My area of interest, if you want to trade this stock today, uh, is uh, a trio of lows here, right here. At, uh, this is called 350. Nice round number like that. You're at 363. So I could get in or, you know, cover short or if you had some puts on, see that action. Right now, it doesn't act like it wants to go there, but it certainly can. So that, that's a big level going forward. Um, on the upside, if you're looking for resistance, if the bottom of yesterday's range, 375.40, I'd, I'd mark that as a as a three-star. And, oh, people jumped in this yesterday, Dennis. Uh, 800,000 traded on Monday, 2.4 million yesterday on an 18-point rally. Street, oh, people leading the wrong way into this one. So I'm going it, it, to... It's hard to say the, the reaction here right now to this stock is going to be mm-hmm. people are looking to buy dips. Money managers are looking to buy dips. And they're going to look at the multiple, and they're not going to think beyond it. So maybe we're thinking too deep on it. Does dip get bought? It probably does. But I just think there's – I'd rather own different stuff. If we're really looking out six months to a year, this is not the kind of stock I want to own, especially when he's guiding down. And also, just for a programming note, Dennis and I have been bearish this stock since about 40 bucks. Oh, yeah, wrong. Uh, we've, wrong. Been, we've been terrible. The there's up. some stocks that we're a little bit better on. Uh, this is not, we will put that in the not one of them category. No. Uh, Both of us on the same uh, side, wrong. My my takeaway from this was it must be nice to be able to afford to walk into a restoration hardware because I can't even do that. Uh, Just even to afford to walk into the store. Did they charge? No, it was was a joke. It was Uh, not being ripped, like in its ripped stuff. My wife walks into there and I I just. I'd be afraid to touch anything. Anyway. No, I know. It's going to break. I know. It's like anything you touch. Like my kids. I got my kids with me. They're not allowed to go in that store. Like my wife, if she walked into that store, this was back before COVID when we went to malls and actually did stuff. They go in there. They're not allowed to go in the RH store. Yeah. (laughs) The kids are breaking something for sure. You can go trash. Up your TJ Maxx and your Berlin. Yeah, Channel. your big lots. Nuts in there because if they yeah. break something, it's going to cost me twenty bucks. It's not going to cost me two grand. Uh, Are you still I, banned from that one store by you? Value Dennis? Village. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I think my poster's on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember why now. I've already forgotten. What did because, I do? Or it, the kids? It, it, the kids it has to do with them. the checkout count. It was a checkout. Yeah, you tried to buy oh. too much toilet paper or something. Yeah, or? no, they they didn't want it. Yeah, they, they were. It was the store. They were they they were making me buy stuff in the store. No, no, I, no. Wait, wasn't it that it was Canada had restrictions that you couldn't buy stuff, and then you tried to? Oh, it was for your kid's birthday party. It was for your kid's that was a different one. Oh, that was Dollar Man. Oh my god. Yeah, we couldn't buy anything. You can only oh. buy necessities during okay. COVID. Okay. You couldn't buy like certain things were not deemed necessities. Remember, my wife had the big fight over the can opener because the yeah, can yeah. opener is not necessity. I was like, we're in a pandemic. I have all canned goods. I need a can opener. Oh, my cans. Nope. It's not food. You can't buy it. They wouldn't, weren't allowed to buy a can opener. That was ridiculous. Okay. Next. Right. Uh, we, we, GDP. yeah, we got GDP just now. Uh, for uh, this is the final, it's kind of right there, final Q4 reading, uh, right? 6.9% versus a uh, 7.1% estimate. Uh, so, um, again, of course, it's annualized. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we also had uh, 
We, we, we had a couple couple things come out. So of this is when Dennis scrambles out of all the stuff that he got hit on when we had that big decline and you get a little bit of a bounce here and you're looking to... <laughs> what are you talking about? When we had that six, seven point decline and you said you got hit on a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. No, in my day trading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally, you guys that don't tell me this stuff, these headlines break and I go, bot, bot, bot. I bought during that little 10 seconds. Oh, I don't even know. It's, it's completely red. This bot, 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 bot. Because I'm sitting out there and doing a little bit of the herb and stuff, and you're picked off. I'm trying to do a radio show, trying to do the herb. Not easy. So all S and P stuff. But anyways, yeah, I got to flip out. I was trying to flip out of all that stuff too. It's not fun when you get picked off. Those <laughs> algos are good. All right, let's do some more earnings before we get Tim Quas on here. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Biontech, BNTX. Uh, shame on me for not having it on the on my calendar for this week. A few different things uh, moving the stock today. One, you have the headline out of the FDA that there is going to be uh, uh, a fourth uh, COVID booster uh, right now just for old people, but they've authorized that. You have BioNTech earnings this morning. They also announced a buyback and a special cash dividend of two euros per share. Um, what, what is this? Biontech. Oh, Biontech, BNTX. It was bit up three bucks last night. I was like, oh, that's a lead. Maybe I should short it. I'm glad I didn't do that. Um, 185 up 12. It's it's COVID still a thing? I don't yeah. know. Like this is this COVID stocks. This is not the sexy stories anymore. Um, so I don't know. I would fade all pops in all these stocks. Just my opinion. Uh, you got a gap filled one ninety four sixty one. Don't know if you're going to get that today. Uh, for those of you that are on the issue, you got a pre market high one eighty nine twenty seven. Nothing there because you're in this gappy area. So you make sure you get if you're if you're buying this off the hop at one eighty five, you want to see this thing trucking towards uh, that one eighty nine twenty seven and keep on going. Uh, if not, you maybe give a little bit of a fade. I'd give, uh, you know, I don't know if you'll be able to get that back at the top of the range from uh, from yesterday at 175.46. But uh, if we don't make a new pre-market high, I think you'll be able to maybe get it in a 170 handle. Uh, let's let's keep going here quickly. Uh, let's run through some more. Lululemon, we have not gotten to that stock yet. Uh, earnings out Lululemon. last night. Uh, EPS uh, beat sales. Uh, missed by a little bit, well, more or less in line, but there's a smidgen on the light side. Q1 guidance that they gave for revenue came in above estimates. EPS above estimates for the fiscal year. Revenue guidance above estimates. EPS guidance above estimates. So great guidance for Lululemon last night. Um, I'd like to throw it in the whole RH thing, but people just buy their yoga pants no matter what. So I don't know. It's not a luxury, I guess. And you it's know a, what? Yeah, Stock's yeah. starting to show life. This is a Momo, loved retail name. It's going to move with all the retail or all the social media stocks here. It's getting a nice lift in the earnings. It's in the middle of absolutely nowhere. So I have no technical trade on this whatsoever. Coin flip. Yeah, nice pop. Uh, before today, uh, you know, I would have been telling you, wow, look at 354 because last month's high was 5362 and then 5339. Uh, you did, it blew right through it yesterday, right? 
He went, oh no, I got right up to that level yesterday. So if I was interested in owning this longer term, I, I wouldn't chase it today, but I would see if it would come down to the 354, 355 area. As far as resistance go, the 4 a.m. traders got a little bit excited, took it out to 374. You dropped eight bucks ahead of that. Sellers even stepped down to the 370 area. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna. You're gonna be seeing that pre-market eye. I think I'd first, if I was trying to get out of a long, I'd see if someone would lift me at 370. But we'll see what happens when the. Uh, looks like you got a real patient seller here. He's not showing big offers or just smashing bids, but he's like, okay, you want to bid 366? Boom, I'll hit you. See if they bid again. If they don't bid again, maybe bring the offer down. That's an early look at Lulu and uh, very nice people that work in the stores. Well, of course, they're trying to sell you. Uh, no, they're really nice. Okay, they're All right. extra All right. nice. They hired well, the extra nice. They really right. nice. Micron. Micron earnings also last night. I thought we were done with the earnings season. EPS beat, sales beat, guidance beat, 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 all beat. Cyclical, 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 cyclical. <laughs> so, what does that mean? I don't know what it means. <laughs> Ninety dollars, absolute major, super duper resistance. They do a fifty percent. Could do a 50 percent Joel. 96 down to what 68 uh, yeah yeah this is near a little over it 85 where's it been yeah. to in, in the after hours? well the uh the after hours people got really excited on this one and they they put in the high at 87 35 and uh yeah that, that was a little of an overshoot I might have been looking for 87.42 because that was your March 4th high. That was part of the gap down. Now you've already faded three and a half, four, $3 from that level. Uh, Going to need a real nice market rally to get this back up there. So where you buy it on support, I don't know. Maybe the top of yesterday's range if you're so inclined. Not too far from that, 82.55. We got Tim. Uh, yeah, we do have. To, oh, yeah, he is here. We are. I didn't realize we we're running a few minutes over. Sorry about that. It is time keep for in line. our weekly segment. Uh, not market structure Mondays. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about market structure Wednesdays. That's right. Tim Quast, welcome to the show. How's it going? You feeling better? I I am excellent. Oh, good. Okay. So, so it was telling me my mic was muted. I am. Thank you. And, I, and I, I'm honored to be here on a Wednesday. Thank <laughs> you for tolerating me midweek. Yeah, we like this. To, we like good this. to see your faces. Of course. <laughs> Did you have COVID, Tim? No, I, you know, to, well, who knows? Really. Who knows? The, who really knows? Right. The, <laughs> the, the test was immediately because, you know, we've got like drifted piles of rapid tests everywhere because we travel a fair amount <clears throat> so uh so i ran a test and it was immediately negative but i am suspicious of that but you know it's a cold really that's what it was uh the the worst part is i had a fever of 102 for a day sounds like and, COVID. Uh, and uh, so, so I had to binge watch some Netflix. But other than that, it's not a not a big deal. Just what you watch? What you watch? What you um, binge watch? I I watched Dune, which how is that? I, I haven't gotten the, around to the it. The new Dune. Yeah. I was riveted. It it is it is better than Star Wars. Okay. So yeah? was, wait wait hold on. As, All right, on I, the bucket list right on, now. Hold on, yeah. I didn't read Writing the book. It down. Did you read the book? I did not read the books. I did read the book. All yep. right. So mm -hmm. I will, will I understand it if I didn't read the book? 
Absolutely. Okay. It's actually very well laid out. Right. And, uh, and, and the, as science fiction goes, it is, it is a lavish feast. Okay. It's just spectacular. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, and you can tell that they're setting up the next one. And I can't wait to see what happens because they've set it up perfectly. So I'm, that's a, I will give a resounding two thumbs up to Dune, the new Dune. All right. Uh, let's talk about market uh, markets here a little bit, Tim. Um, every time we've had you on now for the past few weeks, it's been uh, oh we're uh, we're, turn, we're, turn, we're bearish. Oh no no oh no no we're bullish we're bullish we're bullish. Uh, what is the what what is the flow? What, what is the supply and demand telling you about right now? Well, I would characterize uh, out what what I said about the market as very disciplined and consistent. I th- I will go on the record to say I don't think there was another voice besides mine that said if tech turns and it will it will happen at March expirations and index re- yeah. rebalances and what happened like clockwork it happened right then and that's where sentiment bottomed that's where money returned that's where everything reweighted and the market surged and uh, you know war in Ukraine persists Fed rate hikes persist, perhaps in even more pronounced fashion. And here we soared in tech. <laughs> in tech, we're up 13% or better in the sector yeah. and nothing flat. And there are other fascinating little bits of market structure there. But to, for traders, to me, the point is traders, there, there's once again, you know, repetition is the best form of emphasis, uh, is that context matters. What is occurring in the market is much more powerful than what is occurring in Ukraine. So if there is an options expirations or an index reweighting, you should look at what the supply demand balance is and where's the money going. And then you just follow it. That's all you got to do. And when it hits a peak, which it's doing now, right at month end, quarter end futures expirations, which are tomorrow, then you have to think about being prudent. And what what is the likelihood that we are able to sustain those kind of moves? Well, statistically, it has diminished dramatically. Uh, I mentioned this about Tesla. Look, Tesla's had a great move. A lot of it came on supply deficiency. Unless there's another one of those, it will stop rising. It's not that complicated. I think we spend so much time trying to figure out why things occur when all you have to do is look at supply and demand and the context. So. How are you approaching today, tomorrow, Friday, then, around around this quarter end? Well, I, I'm approaching it by sitting on a giant pile of cash, which I generated trading in the last 10 days. I, you know, you had, you had Micron up. Well, I made a, every trade I made last week, I made more than the annual cost of Edge. And it was a busy week for me. So uh, I took advantage of those. Now I will wait because statistically, if the broad sentiment is 7.6 and I can run the math every way to Sunday, the probability that we produce additional gains like we've experienced, at least in the near term, diminish sharply. Well, here's one way to think about this. So if you add up the down days, year to date in 2022, the market is down 35% using SPY as a proxy. If you add up the up days, it's up 28%. So the net of that is how much SPY is up, which is a, and it's down 6% yet year to date. So what we want to do, traders, 
is avoid the 35% declines and capture the 28% upside. You can't do it perfectly, but a great way to do that is broad market sentiment. So here's how I would look at this, Ibal. I'll share my screen. Before you do that, it, Tim, yes. why, I mean, if you were that good picking things on the upside and there's nothing to buy, yeah, and there is those 35% declines when you add up the Dow days, give us some shorts, baby. Give well, us some shorts. Go. Hey, all you got to do in, in Edge is run a screen for the stuff that has falling demand and rising supply. That stuff's going to go down. It's not, it's not really – I'm not very good at that, Joel. Okay. Um, and, and so you know, I'm not very smart. I can only do like one or two things. And so I, if I were smart enough to short stuff like you are, uh, I think that there's a cornucopia of opportunity. Uh, you know, you, you, it's, it's, uh, you look for those supply demand, supply demand convergence, stuff declines, supply demand divergence, stuff rises. Uh, that's, I'm a simple guy, and that's how I, how I think okay. about it. So as long as we don't right. go into a super bear market, right? And who knows, right? That's something right. I, you know, who, who can tell us if that's going to occur? Uh, you right. know, I certainly can't. I don't. You know, I'm not saying, oh, this is a bear market rally. Uh, you know, you, you could listen to CNBC all day long and hear that that debate, uh, which thing is occurring. I don't know, uh, but I, tr I don't really concern myself with that. I do know that the market is predicated on a set of mechanics that make short-term supply-demand fluctuations far more reliable than macroeconomic uh uh, uh meandering stick with what got you here right 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 exactly okay yeah. what do you got for us on uh, on the edge the edge uh, screener well i think that people are going to be interested in knowing well why did what happened to gamestop and amc yesterday uh you know what they were volatility halted yeah. they have exploded uh i think gamestop is up 42 percent amc up 24 percent Something. And I thought it would be worthwhile to look at this to understand what occurred. And I'm just, I've got the, uh, so this is what we call the data metrics. Um, and, and I've got, here's AMC and here's GME. And notice that they're 10 out of 10. So on the demand side, they're slamming against the ceiling. They're both almost identical in terms of short volume. 55% of the trading volume is coming from borrowed or created stock. Market makers create stock to fill limit orders coming from retail traders. When they are concerned about being on the wrong side of the supply-demand balance, and it'll be folks like Citadel, Jane Street, uh, the, the folks who, who buy retail flow for two, uh, then all you have to know is you come over here to the behavior and go, oh, son of a gun, there you go. So if you want to know what happened with GameStop and AMC, there was an explosion of retail limit orders into the pipeline, and the, and the folks who buy that said, hmm, we could start losing money. Let's slam it into the limit uh, uh, on the, uh, the volatility girders of the marketplace, which says if, a, if the price moves more than 10% outside the average price, roughly, they call it the reference price, in a rolling five-minute period, then the stock is halted. Well, then all the high-frequency traders can shift to the short side and down it goes and the whole thing resets. And that way, the intermediaries can absolve themselves of the risk that is associated with buying and selling retail order flow. That's what happened. And you don't have to wonder, uh, can we perfectly predict what will happen to each of these? 
Well, no, but I'll show you how you can look at them. You know, all you have to know is if supply is declining and demand is rising, there's a probability that the price is going to go up. When those conditions reverse, which they're beginning to, they're not all the way there. So if you own AMC and you're, you know, you're, you're rending your garments because you lost money yesterday, hang on. It might do just fine again today and tomorrow. But if you recover, then you should leave because the probabilities are already telling you that the likelihood of additional gains of that nature have diminished. Well, wow, this this has just been an unbelievable move. I mean, it broke out from fifteen dollars one, two, three, four, five, six trading sessions ago, and the right. stock more than doubled in six days. And I always say, when your stock doubles in six days, what do you do? Yes, sell it. Right. <laughs> you don't sit around and say, "Oh, it's going to seventy or it's going to 80. because if you sit around long enough in some of this stuff, the market eventually takes the gains away for you. <laughs> the, it the, sure does. The fa- yeah. our, as we've said before, our favorite philosopher in the in the uh, trading profession is Steve Miller. You know, the, the great philosopher Steve Miller. Go on, take <laughs> the money and run. Yeah, that's what you <laughs> always do. That yeah, truth. Yes, <laughs> timelessly true. Timelessly uh, true. And there, the same thing is true with GME. See this? Uh, once again, if you see rising demand, particularly when the whole the whole market is developing a momentum flavor, which you can see in all the lines moving like that, and there's a supply deficiency below the trend, that is something you can ride. Even now, after what happened yesterday, it's not quite over. I don't like short volume over 50% because if any demand diminishes, the price is going to go down. But if you are still in GME, you've got a couple of days maybe to get yourself out. But be prudent. If you look at that data and say, wow, demand is slamming into the ceiling. Supply is starting to creep back up. I better, if I'm given the opportunity, take the money and run. That's what you want to do. You could do this with any stock, whatever you're in. You know, If you're in MU, let's go back up and look at MU. Um, I, I'm cautious trading stocks into earnings because you never know what they're going to do. It's one of those black holes. It's, it's less predictable. Yeah. Uh, I would look at this and say, I'm not staying in MU. If you get a bounce today, take it because demand is falling and supply is above the trend. It's not bad. These are not bad conditions, but they're not the kind of conditions that produce a 10 or 15% return. And that's why I left. Once it topped, I'm out. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not complicated to me. I don't have to you know, machinate or draw lines or try to figure out where something's going. I just look at the demand is, demand is stalled and supply is starting to rise over trend. Well, that's a good reason to take the money and run. I think that's as good a place as any uh, to end it. Although here's a question, I guess, for, from PJ before we let you go in the chat. Okay. Any yeah. thoughts on any oil or commodities? Well, you can certainly track energy. I have a gold portfolio. So, you know, here's what I do. Anything like that, PJ, that you want to track, all you have to do is create a portfolio, piece of cake. That would be a static portfolio. So you just start putting your, if you have a set of stocks that you follow that give you a commodity read, create a portfolio for that and then watch it. Uh, We create, we have an energy portfolio in here. I have all kinds of derivations, clean energy. uh, No, here's energy. And I even have an energy, I have an energy liquid up. There are only two in it, right? So they're only two, liquid up means they're liquid stocks with rising demand and diverging supply. Well, that's going to give me the best stuff to trade short-term in energy. And there are only two in it. And they're led by fast traders. 
But yes, we can look at that. If I look at gold, let's look at e, here. Where here? Where are we at? EFG. <laughs> There's gold. Uh, you know, gold supply is steady, a little overtrend. Demand is falling. So I look at that and say the dollar is continuing to rise. Probably the good, the good safe harbor that gold gave us right in here mm. now maybe isn't so good. Well, it'll always tell you supply and demand in anything is going to tell you, and you can slice and dice it however you want. Uh, so yeah, that, that's what I do. This is what I look at every day. I'm going to look at where's the money going? What are the odds that things are going to move in my favor? I can see that with broad sentiment. Every time that the market has been at this level, in a number of days, it has plunged. In a number of days, it has plunged. In a number of days, is it going to plunge? I'm not saying it's, it's going to, but if I look at that, I would be, I would be uh, well, let's take the money out of the market because if it goes up, I don't, I'm not missing out. You never miss out because the market goes up. Because if you buy something at a price that is lower than where you sell it, who cares? But if the market goes down, wow, now, now you have to dig yourself out of a hole. I would rather avoid the holes. And so there's a you know, great thing to see, traders. That's it. Uh, futures expirations are tomorrow. There was a huge behavioral change yesterday. I think that, pa that big institutional money may use this opportunity once again to reduce its exposure. I'm not saying it's going to. But if it does, we're going to get clocked again. Tim Quast usually joins us on Mondays from Market Structure Mondays to this week joining us on Wednesday. Uh, MarketStructureEdge.com is the platform. Link is in the description. Would highly recommend you all check it out. Tim, a pleasure. Have a we good may have a new term. If the market goes down tomorrow, we're going to say it got quasted. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that's great but you know it, the terms are good all right have a good one tim um there was a there was a super chat from earlier in the show asking about fubo i know we got fubo i know we got some positive commentary on cnbc yesterday afternoon that i think is why it had the huge volume spike at around one o'clock um yeah this every all these stocks are starting to show some life I don't mind the setup here. I would stop myself under the low from uh, losing track of days. I guess it's Monday's low, um, six seventy nine. So if you're trying it here, I'd say you got a level to lean on, and that's a six seventy nine. So you're, you're risking about ten percent because only seven dollar stock. But I mean, you know, maybe it's an options play here. I'm not sure, but I think they could. You know, this if if we start seeing you know the continuation of this market, and again. You know, it's ugly this morning, so maybe, you know, this is not the day, but maybe it is the day. Maybe this is a little dip to get back in. I've increased some of my exposure to risk here, and maybe it's wrong, uh, but I've been increasing it for about a week here now. So I kind of like the stock. I think there's a catch-up trade let's here. See 679. How, uh, Long term, it won't go in my portfolio. Okay. I don't let, know let's if I believe. See I'm a believer. how so. much Dennis and Spencer pay attention to my technical analysis. Okay, go. What, what am I looking at? What? Jumps out to me when I look at the Fubo chart. Full screen. Oh, the downtrend, which is ridiculous. Something that's short term. If you're the a awful short, downtrend. Short term long. You're short term long. What do you want to see, Dennis? I see you that. Got all that... these highs at eight bucks. I was got to get it over eight. I was also going to say eight dollars. Just let's be okay. clear. It's true. Right. You got to get it over eight. It failed yesterday at eight. So. Okay. You know, am Next. I anticipating it might break out through eight? Yes, but Joel, maybe it's a better play. Maybe wait to see it get through eight. That's probably a, a safer play. All right. Get uh, the momentum going. Can I add side. something here on Fubo? I think what um, what really hit them hard is 
on, and I'm trying to give you guys a date, on February 7th, Fubo TV switched to quarterly plans for new subscribers. I think this was a re- uh, a mistake in the business. Wait, wait, didn't they um, undo that? Didn't they undo that? There was something that they did and they undid. Yeah, they're, so what they're doing is they're trying to like play a game with new subscribers and old subscribers. Uh, so there's a battle right now in that game. I, I think if they're going to just purely stick to quarterlies, I mean... Let's just be honest. How many of you guys signed up for quarterlies versus monthlies? Not, not, also, not that many like people how, do. You know, people blow through their account in, within a quarter, so they don't want to. Go, <laughs> oh. They don't want to pay for the whole quarter. Another thing is their betting, right? Um, how how's their betting platform? How's that kind of going? Uh, we've gotten mentions, but we haven't really seen them really take that next step forward to becoming a betting platform. I think that's what you need to bring the story back. The story is ice cold. The only thing that we do have working is the, the beaten down names, the really trash of the trash is starting to show life here right now. And that's just money managers looking what hasn't gone yet. We saw GME and AMC go. What beaten down growth name hasn't gone yet? Like the stat yesterday, which is unbelievable, is ARKK. Every single stock in her ETF at the one point yesterday was up. Every single one. 100% of them. That's crazy. But that just shows you how correlated all this stuff is. And that Momo stuff, the beaten down stuff, the loves of 2020 are starting to show life here again. And I'm in a few of these names too. I'm not in Fubo, but I'm in a few of these names too, just playing it because you know what? They're working right now. That might stop working very quickly, short leash on these things, because they could pull the rug out from ARC anytime. But as of right now, ARKK is kind of in breakout mode and today's dip, if you're a technician, is probably a buying opportunity. Um, before we go, I, uh, I have a couple things I, I, I want to mention. Today's a, a really big day for our channel. We're going, today's like an EV day. Today's unofficially EV day on Benzinga's YouTube. We are going to be airing our first video from our field trip down to the Hillion headquarters in Austin, Texas. That uh, video that Mitch made will premiere at 10.45 a.m. Eastern Time. And that'll be followed by our list maker show, which is devoted to highlighting trends and plays in EVs today. So I'm very excited for that. So make sure you're watching our YouTube channel. Well, always watch it, but specifically at 1045 to see our first Hillion video. First road of trip. three, we did a road trip. We actually left the office. We did a road trip. Well, we flew and uh, we went down to Hillion. We talked to the company. We went. We, I heard that. Certain, I heard that certain people got to test drive one of their trucks. I, I, I can't confirm this because I wasn't there, but uh, maybe we'll see it in the video. And uh, that that'll be out at ten forty five today. Very excited for that. And that'll be a follow, followed by our EV list maker show. It is eight fifty eight. We got a minute or so left in today's show. Are there any tickers? For, oh, you know, we didn't talk about Chewy. Um, What's going on with Chewy, guys? Are people not feeding their pets anymore? What's going on? What's going on with that? Online dog food. I guess uh, Mitch was saying you can buy the stuff from in the, in, from Wolf, and they'll deliver it to you. W O O F will deliver, and maybe that's hitting them a little bit here too. But I don't know. I, I've never really been a fan of the Chewy stock, so I have no opinion. Joel, do you have thought? Joel's on, Joel's mute. on mute. Yeah. Throughout the pre-market low there at 42. I mean, could definitely go there. But what I'm seeing is someone this weird consolidation here at uh, 44, just under 44. And there's a pair of lows right there, a little bit lower, 43.16, 43.52. So 
If you holds that early, you got a chance to get back some of those losses. Uh, if it doesn't hold that, then you should be able to get it under 42. But let's see, opening into a few daily lows. A couple of interesting stocks in the chat. Unity, yeah, broke 100 yesterday. Well, Finally, it, yeah. It, it, Breakout. It had, it had been over 100, but... Uh, but now we closed above 100. So um, that's yeah, it. I think I'd be a buyer of the pullback on Unity here too. Again, long-term, I'm not adding this stuff into the long-term account, but as swing trades here, you got all those nice levels to lean on now, 93, 92, 93. I mean, this setup was there yesterday, and that's why we talked not about today, it. Yeah. Not Unity, but we talked about they all look the same. ARKK, they all looked like, they wanted to, you know, they were consolidating for three, four days. I mean, even Robinhood, people want to talk about Robinhood, and obviously it's the headline that drove it. But, I mean, we had three, four days of consolidation around $12, $13. Yeah. And All right, guys, I'm going to let you up. finish up. I'm going to yeah. go talk uh, some interest rates. Interest right. rates. Bond yes. yields. Stuff I know not, uh, not Stuff I know nothing about, but Arthur Bass uh, from Wedbush does. So, going to chat with him. Talk to y'all later on. Freemarketprep.com. The curve um, is is what they tell me. So, so question. The, the question now is, you know, you had a good move yesterday. Did you take the money and run uh, on a lot of these things? You know, there was a lot of moves that were up six, seven, eight percent yesterday on some of this beaten down stuff. It, it looks like it wants to keep. You know, there's a potential for it to keep going, though. I mean, it all depends on the market. If we get, you know, Ukraine escalation here, they will start selling some of these stocks. Yeah. So that that is a concern here. But, you know, I think, you know, I, I, you can kind of feel that the sentiment towards, you know, even, you know, the sentiment towards a lot of these names has, you know, turned, at least in the short term. So that makes me feel a little more comfortable to belong some of these things. I wasn't comfortable in the initial run, but when you had four or five days of consolidation, it was the time to strike. So yesterday morning was the time to strike or even the day before. Now it's chasing a little bit, but you get a little dip in some of these names here today. Maybe you get a second chance to get in some of them. Don't forget, cannabis vote scheduled for the House today. I think the move is already in, so I don't think we'll see too much action there. But if you're into cannabis, maybe watch that. Uh, that'll be a wrap for us here. Thanks to Tim and Tracy for joining us today. Thanks to you for watching. We're going to end the show now. Go over to Live Trading with Ryan, Zunaid, and Mitch. Everyone, do me a solid. Smash that like button. And please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only not for investing or trading advice. We're done. Live trading. One right last now. thing. Yeah. We'll uh, so on four, at 430 today, we'll be releasing. Oh. We'll also have an interview, guys, with Sports Radar. So if you guys are into sports data or maybe into sports betting, come check out Sports Radar. That's going to be later today on Money Mitch. There let's we keep go. it going, guys. Let's right, go. Let's, let's keep the party going with live trading with Benzinga. Coming up right now. We'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 